Ever wanted a career in football? At the Global Institute of Sport, you can now study a master's degree in football business or football coaching and analysis right here in Australia. GIS is the largest provider of sports degrees in the UK with campuses at Wembley and Etihad Stadium. Learn online with unique access to the iconic MCG and a big-hitting Australian industry network. Be one of the first Australians to get a football master's degree and join GIS's global network of football leaders. Apply now to start in February 2023. Learn more at gis.sport.fnr. That's gis.sport.fnr. You're listening to the State of Our Football Nation on FNR. Another episode of State of Our Football Nation, just about ready to start. Uh, and as usual, Pakua Frimpong joins me. She's running the controls, manning everything that needs to be manned and making sure that this is as seamless an opportunity over the next hour as possible. Uh, a big weekend of football, some amazing results, some incredible goals. And if you look carefully, the Arsenal supporting Pakua Frimpong is wearing Chelsea colours. <laughs> now, what I'm trying to discern is, is she doing it in a mocking fashion to say, spend all the money you've got, Taboli. It's not going to help you one little bit because my arsenal, sorry, her arsenal is going to run relentlessly to a title. Is that is that your psychic and big mantra that you're running out and streaming globally on FNR? No, you see, George, when I got it, I did just like the kit. But then I started thinking about it. How am I going to spin this to people? How am I wearing a Chelsea kit? But it... It's I getting think warm it, it, in here. Hey, look, of, I'm wearing yeah, red. It's a, it's a bit of, it is a bit of mockery to Chelsea. My dad's a Chelsea supporter <laughs> and I was like, hey, take that player. You're you paying homage to dad. Yeah, but... That's you know, all right. That's yeah, fair. Yeah. Hey, what have you made of them? We'll get on and talk about State of Our Football Nation in Australia, but before we do that, and we've got a special guest coming up with us, who, by the way, I love that ad about GIS, um, the Global Institute of Sport, because we're going to talk to a man who's made a career, not only playing the game, but also working in the game and putting back in the game. And he's a goalkeeper, no no, no worries. His name is Steve Matoni. And I have always revered his actions and his support. Um, he's even a Javova man, who, and they, they make some wonderful kit. I don't know if they do the Chelsea kit, but they've done an array of other clubs over the years. Um, so, pray tell me the story. How have you spun this Chelsea I, top this morning or I, the, today? It's for – I wear it in honour of Mudrick's uh, failed career now <laughs> because it's set to fail at Chelsea. No, no, no. He's going to be able to look after his family for the next 100 years. He certainly is because Chelsea have certainly overpaid ridiculously. Should, should you just explain for those that may not have caught up what this fiasco, what this brouhaha, what this extraordinary story that this – it's almost a fable. It, you know, it, it doesn't make sense in any way, shape or form. And if you speak the lines, good business, I'm going to laugh no, all my way out certainly no... to the Docklands. <laughs> so what? where do we start? We start? Arsenal went looking for a young talent. We went looking for a young talent. Shakhtar and, we've, and, we, and we've been looking at this guy even at the, at the summer 
we have, we take real good pride at Arsenal of finding these quality players, and we work really, really hard at it. Yep. And we and the whole media, Mudrik is posting Arsenal yeah, on his yeah, social media, yeah. talking about how great of a coach Mikel Arteta is. Yeah, he wanted to come to Arsenal, yep. and Chelsea said, "You know what? Arsenal are doing well. Let's copy what <laughs> Arsenal are doing." And I've gone, gone, flew to Poland. God, you're spinning this well. And uh, spent a hundred million oh. and give it to Shakhtar. Uh, Shakhtar. Twenty now, million of this those. Is, now this is a hundred million. Euros. I think it's like 138 million, million Australian dollars. Australians can't comprehend no, that amount that of money. No, that is a ridiculous amount of money. And not only have they overpaid for this player, <laughs> they have doubled essentially his wages that Arsenal were going to offer him, My God. which I I think it's very hard for him to turn that down because oh, he, does he, want, he no, wants to go to the Prem. Hey, it's ridiculous money. Professional footballers. And he's... he's and even if he, and even if he only survives three years, yeah. he's made a mountain he's of money out, exactly. of, and out of Chelsea. And Chelsea have stuck themselves in this spot for what an eight-year contract. You know what they can do wow. that. But to wow. Arsenal, oh. we did, we did beat your beloved. Spurs. Yes, you did. did. You did. You did. It took Plus, a wonderful yeah. uh, uh, howler from our goalkeeper <laughs> yes. early on, our World Cup-winning goalkeeper, um, and that sort of set the trend. But Arsenal have been playing some marvelous football They're all really year. Happy. And despite what the naysayers and others have been talking about, and I love the pundits, the pundits are all experts oh, yeah, now yeah. because from the, from week one it's but can they stand the pace no, every, but every and time will they have what it takes? Yeah. Now everyone's on board. Everyone's on which board, which makes me ill <laughs> because my view is if you believe in something, stand by it, yeah. and then at the end, if if it shifts and changes, you go, I was wrong. Yeah. But no, we won't hear that word or no, that. That that phrase uttered by anybody. I do love George constantly hearing the tests come up. Everyone's like, "Oh, Arsenal, this test, this test," and we faced everyone. Who you got next? Manchester United. Manchester United. So we 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 lost to Man United, unfortunately, because of a poor VAR decision that the referees did. No, it was no, a poor no. Referees. We're not going to go into but, excuses. But. You've been, been superb. We've been, we've been Tottenham twice. Yep. Uh, we've at been, home and yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. We've yep, beaten yep. Liverpool. We've beaten Chelsea. Jeez, everybody's beating Liverpool. Yeah. They, what they is really going are. on there? Yeah, that's that's a different <sighs> place. But the only team we haven't faced was Man City because we had uh, our IX game got moved in the Europa League, so we just we've got to play them twice now. Congratulations, so Roberta De Zerbi. What a fantastic. Um, uh, series of events are turning out of Brighton. Yep. He's come in. Oh. Uh, Potter, of course, their 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 coach de jour, which has gone to Chelsea. Wait, wait, deserve uh, uh, deserve. Everyone's going. Oh man, he he. You know, it's he's got an enormous challenge ahead <laughs> of him. Not only has he accepted the challenge, they're Doing playing some sparkling phenomenal football. football. Oh, Brighton just work really really hard, and yep. they they do yep. all the basics well. And That's I just a very that. good point you and make because you know what he said at the end in the press, press conference in front of the cameras? What did he say, George? He said, I just want everyone to understand we haven't got a team of stars and we only can make it work yeah. if everybody puts in their shift. Absolutely. Now, that sounds like pretty simple stuff, yeah. but apparently it's... It's very it's, difficult. It's a very difficult <laughs> thing for a whole lot of other clubs yeah. around the world. Now, speaking of around the world, we're, let's bring it back to Australia. Yeah. State of our Football Nation on Football Nation Radio. George Danikian, joined by Pakua Frimpong. And we're going to talk to our first guest. Uh, he's made a living uh, in this game. He's, he's played it. He's a character and a half. Um, he's sold some fabulous gear. But I understand now he's back... As a goalkeeping coach, you can't keep good people down. No, you can't. Steve Matone, uh, is it Matone or Matoni? Steve? 
He's uh, I don't think he's he not, haven't got Steve just yet. He's what, uh, he's, he should be he should pressing be, the button he, he and be saying, the button. I'm, "I'll be joining I'll you guys." I'll chase him up. I'll chase him up. Okay, but uh, chase him on. no. Uh, I feel like people that are great, they'll just find themselves in new new avenues and they'll succeed. And they yeah, they do, they do. They reinvent themselves. They take a leaf out of. Do you, have you ever heard of Madonna? I have heard of Madonna. You're just old enough to remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, Madonna's secret from the time she was seventeen was every five years or every three years she'd reinvent herself. She'd make herself blonde. She'd make herself brunette. She'd go redhead. She'd go blue hair. She'd go every colour imaginable. And she would also adopt a different persona, a different stance, a different aggressive position. And at all times, it was dance, it was music, and it was always about Madonna. And, uh, you know, so well did did that template work for her. It was picked up by a woman called Lady Gaga. Yes. And everybody else that's followed have, has gone down the same pathway. Who would have thought that on uh, State of Our Football Nation we talk about Lady Gaga and Madonna? <laughs> who would have thought about? Well, it's this eclectic world <laughs> that we live in, where, where media world. is everywhere. <laughs> and by the way, uh, while we're waiting for Steve to join us, uh, how did your weekend uh, commitments go with it Paramount was, it Plus? Was really, really good. Um, we had the Canberra Newcastle game. Canberra came out five one victors. And uh, oh my, that's the, not uh, a game. That's a shame. It is. It is a shame. Five but, uh, one. The, uh, did you see it coming? I, not the scoreline. I did think it was going to be. I did think we we're going to get lots of goals in that yep. game. I thought it was going to be a lot closer because I, 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 Newcastle have not got the results they needed this season. But I still think going forward they're really good. But they have some real defensive struggles. Wow. But um, when you've got someone for Canberra, when you've got someone like Michelle Heyman, yep. who's oh. scoring, you know, when Heyman turns yeah, it on, yeah, she's she, got that speed and flair, yes. and she's played around she the world. She might be the coolest player in the comp. Um, I, 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 that's an interesting. That's an interesting perspective, and um, I'm, I'm going to say to you, we spoke to a young woman uh, earlier this year who I think is going to be one of the coolest, one of the strikers out of Brisbane Raw. Yeah. Who, oh, Shay Connors. Yes. Shay Connors, she is. I think she's pretty cool. She's, she's travelled the world. Yeah, she's pretty Nothing cool. much phased her. Yeah. And she was prepared to put in, you know, the hard yards and pump up the story to, yep. to bring others from Brisbane Raw to join us on air. Yep. And we've got to follow that up, we by do, the way. We do. We do have to follow that up. And we've got to follow up with Willow, uh, David Williams, who scored the most fabulous goal for Perth Glory. Just when you thought Willow might have run his race, he just, you know, what is it, 106th minute of the contest, <laughs> he decided unerringly to put yep. it in the back of the net. And... Let me tell you, the Perth Glory fans, which haven't had too much to no, cheer they about, really haven't. they went spare. And I can use spare you can. because that's the biggest book, the biggest selling book it in the world right today. <laughs> so we're covering all We're the topics. George, you're, you're on fire today. You're coming with all the references. You've got, we've got, it's your Prince inspiration. Ha- we've got Prince Harry references. We've got Lady Gaga it's, and Madonna. I like it. I like it's it. It's the abandonment of all the old rules and the <laughs> adoption of the Pakur from Pong, uh, <laughs> I like you know, it. mantra. I, I, I think, I think we're, we're, we're onto a good Teamwork. formula. Teamwork. <laughs> a good formula here, George. Um, so what did you make? What did you make of some of the other results? Um, uh, Melbourne City ran into a pretty hard-working uh, Western uh, Sydney Wanderers. They look for a long, long time that they might get the points, only to wait for yep. uh, what, what did you, Richard Devonna yep. um, to do something that uh, you know just crushes goalkeepers. They watch the ball float harmlessly, sorry, beautifully into the back of the net. Yep, they did in that in that place where only the spiders. 
tend to travel. Do you know, I've been, in terms of just Western Sydney, yep. I've, I think Mark Rudan's done a, a really good Is job. Is it Marco of, or Mark, Yeah, Mark. or Marco. I think it's Marco actually this year, that the, the change. But I think that he's done a good job with that squad. And Callum Newenoff, I'm a massive, massive fan of him. I believe we had him on. Yep. And um, what a sensational interview he gave us. Yeah. And remembers how much I think uh, that was the, I think it was before his uh, he really peaked. George. Correct. I think maybe State Correct. of the Nation really Correct. sparked him. We may have given him <laughs> the sort of licence and, and played that catalytic role of going, young man, yeah. you know, don't be afraid. Yeah, exactly. Go for, it. Go for it. He has been, he has been, for all the Sydney fans, <laughs> uh, the worst possible thing you could oh, see. Absolutely. Because he was one of theirs. And then goes and they to the don't, other side. And they, they hate losing their Cubs. Marco Tilio came to Melbourne City and has just, you know, grown and played some beautiful football and continues to grow and mature. Uh, young Ewenhoff is playing at a different level of football, again showing us and showing all those who are football people that if you give youngsters the right environment to thrive and if they've got the talent, they will. Yeah? No, uh, certainly, and and he is a, a prime example of that. And I really like his work rate. I, 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 for me, when I watch footballers, I want footballers who work really, really hard, who go after the second ball, yep. who make really smart decisions, and just like they're who really don't su- watch, yeah, who don't watch, and they're really cerebral about the game of football. And Callum is that, and and he seems really calm when he has the ball. Oh, yeah. And I think it's propelled Western Sydney to be better than what they, you know. Beautifully said, because that's how he spoke to us. He spoke to us like pretty low. Yeah. No, nothing much phases me. We're looking like forward to coming uh, to play Victory at the time. It was the it was the Western Sydney Wanderers game against Victory. Victory had come off this huge win. Um, Sid, uh, Western Sydney Wanderers were like, were like uh, no, yeah, <laughs> chump, chump change for the Victory. And look how their seasons are going. And, and he's been a revelation. How, how far away is he from rep football? Am I being no, I, too I don't, brave no, or I don't think too bold? Too I think that he gets a big move. Yep. And I think that's uh, what's, I think I think that he he deserves a big move. No, can't argue. Yeah. I, I and we should re- we should explain. Maybe to hearts. One of the reasons. <laughs> one of the reasons why he left Sydney was he had a horrendous injury, yep. a long term injury, which took a toll. And and people don't readily appreciate how difficult it is to come back from injury. Yes. Uh, and if we catch up with Steve, uh, I'd like to cover some of that that territory. I also want to cover up, uh, you know, not cover up, but discuss some of the goalkeeping howlers that we've seen of late. Why is it continually happening? And is the new football, is the modern football um, creating its own, uh, you know, challenges and anomalies because it skips in the air? People don't understand that, that in my time, Balls didn't skip in the air. You had to hit it with prodigious strength and power to make it move, and there were some who were brilliant at it, but it didn't. It didn't deviate and skip like no, the, the balls, balls of today do. They certainly are deviating they're like, a lot. They're like a golf ball with yeah. all these dimples it's on them. I remember when the uh, Jabulani came out for oh, the 2010 World Cup, and everybody you're speaking foreign yeah, language now. Yeah, everybody was like, "Oh, this ball moves crazy," and then Diego Forlan mastered it. But it seems that all the footballs now were basically like that, and well, it, they're causing a lot of difficulty for. Remember people. the first time we actually watched with interest, uh, and it was the, with the arrival of the HD yeah. cameras where you could see Ronaldo and Messi and others hitting the ball on the edge or on yep. the point or around the corner. The knuckleballs. The knuckleballs. And you could see the ball dip, dipping 
and of course creating a, a, a path that wasn't as you imagined it yeah. in your in your eyes. You know, you, whoa, what's he doing there? And young Pickford, the evident <laughs> keeper, uh, what was he thinking, and where was he looking when? Ward Prass yeah, just no, delivered um, another one of those marvellous chip shots. Best? You notice he's got the best golf swing you've ever seen yeah. on a footballer? He he scores the goal and he goes, whip. Yeah. My view on that is just hold it until you win the game and that's always better. better. I will say, George, I saw something on social media about Ward Prass being potentially one of the best free kick takers. In hey, the- consistently yeah. he's delivering. Do you agree then? Oh, I'd go so far as to say that he's right up there in that upper echelon. Because, uh, I mean, we haven't got a free kick taker at uh, Spurs who can <laughs> hit a target. <laughs> um, and that's sad to say because yeah. we had some really good ones. We certainly did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, there won't be any push-gush winners <laughs> this year. No. Uh, golly, gosh. Uh, by the way, last week we spoke to Benita Mercedes. We did. Uh, here's some news. Authors, journalists, broadcasters, and dare I say it, even commentators are coming <laughs> to the party. We've got 11 countries being represented um, as part of the international lineup of football writers. The big festival happening a, a little bit later this year, and it will take place at the Tarah Walsh Bay venue in Sydney from the 15th to the 17th of July. And if you're wondering why they've put it there, it's only days before the opening match of the Australia uh, women's World Cup, and that's the Australia-New Zealand Women's World Cup down under. And three guests, Thomas Hitzelberger, as um, Benita mentioned, former Stuttgart man, uh, played for Aston Villa, I, yeah. I remember. Um, he's now a football commentator. You might be able to <laughs> yeah, might pick, 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 his, pick his brain. Uh, he's also a diversity ambassador for German football, which is terrific. But he's also the co-founder of Football uh, for Nepal, which is the football charity partner of the Football Writers Festival. And Nepal, again, in the news yep. for all the wrong reasons over the last couple of days. An, an Australian among the, um, the, the victims, possibly. We're, we're waiting for confirmation. 68, 69 people have been killed in that uh, horror crash yeah. coming into um, uh, an airport in Nepal. Uh, people don't readily appreciate just how the flying conditions there vary to the conditions they face in every other country in the world. The highest peaks, uh, the winds, you know, sheer the sheer uh, force of the winds, the pilots have got to be well-trained yeah, and the equipment's got to be up-to-date and if, or, or up-to-standard. And if there's any uh, challenge or problem, it, unfortunately, it, uh, it shows up. So much to talk about, um, much to discuss. Um, there are some... Real characters that uh, uh, Benita's uh, unearthed. Uh, Kiara McCormick uh, is from Canada. She played eight games for Ireland, and uh, she's uh, you know, had a tremendous professional career in Denmark, Norway, Australia. Um, a whistleblower, uh, also for you know helping the professional clubs and uh, the federation in Canada get ahead. And then, of course, there's Claire Shine, who's just 27, and you think <laughs> a long career in football. No, no, no. She's had what they call a prodigious underage talent, but she's now a writer. She's a writer. She's writer. decided she knows her boundaries. Yep. Yep. And prepared to call it as it is, it is. this early. I like now, it. 
all three have got something to offer, and it'll be something. If you want to be part of it, check the website. It um, it'll be something worthwhile. And uh, Benita has been doing this now for quite some time, and these festivals are making a name for themselves. Let's take a short break. When we come back, catching up with our special guest on the state of our football nation with Pakua Frimpong and George Danikian. You're listening to the State of Our Football Nation on FNR. And as we do each and every week, uh, proudly brought to you by GIS, the Global Institute of Sport. They do a terrific job. Uh, In fact, they give people an opportunity to have a career in the game uh, beyond their playing time. And someone who knows all about that is Steve Matone, who joins us on Football Nation Radio. Steve, welcome. Goalkeepers Union says hello. <laughs> hey, George. Thanks for having me on, mate. It's a pleasure. My my absolute pleasure. Uh, uh, by the way, we should let people know of your latest gig because it's only just come through. What have you What have you done? You've got yourself another gig in the game. <laughs> uh, do, do you know, George, I... I'm listening. I think we just lost him for a second. Just bear with us. Where are you, Steve? I wonder who his provider is. Yeah, that, that's, that's always the question I, 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 I say ask to myself. People. I'm like, what's yeah. happened? Yeah, are you with Optus? Are yeah. you with Telstra? Who are we blaming for this? Uh, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Tobacco. <laughs> oh, he's back. He's back. <laughs> well, you know. I wanted to be a parent, and, and that's why I hadn't really been doing any coaching for the last year or so. And, uh, you know, they had a bit of an issue uh, and parted ways with their technical director. And I just couldn't help myself, you know. Uh, I actually sat and, and spoke with the president down there, Sam, and, and uh, spoke with the guys, um, Peter Salakis and uh, Tangers, who, who who do the first team, were really encouraging of uh, of you know, promoting youth players. And I just I just got a really good feeling about him, George, you know. And, um, uh, and uh, you know, maybe also a glutton for punishment uh, because uh, my business has had no attention whatsoever in the last 48 hours. It's been all, all football and, uh, and it's Come been on, fantastic. Come on, you love it. You, I love, you, you, you I love, love it. it. Listen, I love it. Let's, let's go back and give people uh, a bit of a background on who Steve Matone is. Um you were uh, the goalkeeping coach at Victory for a while, were you not? Yes, I was, yeah. So so part of my coaching career, um, I, I actually spent a bit of time playing in the UK and then started my coaching career in the UK um, and then uh, decided to move back home and uh, connected with uh, uh, Ernie Merrick, who was the, the coach at the time. And, yep. and I spent a good 10 years at Victory, wow. uh, and uh, which uh, which explains some... which explains why we don't spend that much time because <laughs> I'm a city man, you're a Victory man, and we sort of had to keep a sort of healthy distance. But but just before we go any further, that's right. Tell me w- what brought you back. Was it was it um, feeling feeling like you missed home, you missed the support of of your friends, or did you see the football uh, marketplace there? As very difficult place to uh, to uh, address and sort of uh, get on top of. Um, no, look, I think I spent enough time in the UK to uh, to have established myself within the system there. So I think if I had gone into the coaching side of things, um, I, I would have had uh, an opportunity at some level. I don't know what level that would be. 
Um, and then who knows where it would have taken me. But uh, the fact is, I, 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 you know, I came back in 2006. The A-League started the year before. Correct. And, and yeah. obviously with, with my connections and family and everyone, all I kept hearing about was this A-League and this Melbourne victory and what, what a support. <laughs> and, you know, I've got cousins and, and friends who were just mad, uh, passionate um, supporters at the old Olympic Park and, I, I don't know. I just I just felt that it was it was a, maybe a good time to come back to Australia and um, and be part of something that was quite special. And and if you can recall, sort of that two thousand and six. I know you're a City fan, mate. Just try and remember. Sorry, I was, the, the, I was the, a the, Melbourne Heart the, fan at that yeah. at that at that <laughs> precise no, moment. At that precise moment, yeah. we hadn't started. Oh, had we started? No, no. we didn't come in no, until no, a couple of bit, a couple yeah. of years later. Because because it's what people don't readily appreciate is the the victory contract or the victory license was the, there was five years of no movement. Uh, no one could interfere. No one could come into the mm. marketplace and disturb the victory. But also too, that opening decade from victory was pretty spectacular. It really was. Yeah. Uh, it, it was not just on uh, the on-field uh, performances, but, you know, guys, I, I would never have imagined being involved in a soccer team, let's call it, football, yeah. um, who, who were commanding a stadium like um, uh, Eddie had at the time, or, you know, yeah, Telstra um, Dome, uh, yeah, Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Telstra yeah, Dome, yeah. Eddie had Marvel, yep. who were commanding that sort of stadium and housing, you know, Forty to fifty thousand at, at at domestic home and away games. It was well, just it would have been just unheard of. I, I, like I just could never have imagined that happened. So the movement of the A League was absolutely fantastic at, at those early sort of mid two thousands and late two thousands, and and not just for victory. You know, also Sydney, uh, Adelaide. You know, the Perth. That they, they were all there was just a there was just a buzz. You know, this, this the, the the whole. Um, I, I think the whole pay TV uh, e- EPL type scenario was it was was winning over some fans, and then the A League got those fans to actually get bums on seats, you know. So uh, I, I think it worked really well, and 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 victory. That that point that you we made, just rode that, the wave with uh, with some. Um, yep. Oh, look, it did uh, rode no. away. I think yeah, the point that you make about uh, Fox at the time. Being your your national provider uh, on pay, and that was their way of building yeah. a, a subscription base. But they also had the EPL, and it was yeah. a logical. You watch one, and then you follow it on, and stay overnight, and the next morning, uh, and watch your favourite EPL side. And it, it seemed to be a lovely fit. Then, when when of course the uh, the uh, the Fox deal fell over, or or came to a natural end. Uh, we we saw this migration to streaming, which a lot of the country yeah. had no idea. And there are still people today who have been ch- seriously challenged by the technology. And let me just tell you, I've been in this in this business of radio and television for a lifetime, and I can remember mm-hmm. when I had to explain to people in the early days of SBS what UHF meant. Now, <laughs> UHF for a great many people who know stands for ultra high frequency. But for a great yeah. many Australians, for a long, long time, it meant ultra hard to find. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I like think that. so. And, yeah. and, and yeah. I think we're, we're, we're almost gone full circle, uh, George, because, you know, TV, just in general, right, let's take sport away from it. Yep. yep. TV converting to digital has actually made it quite difficult 
to to just get normal TV going, let alone yep. um, you know, any sort of streaming and subscription type stuff. So it's actually it's it's actually gone a little bit difficult. And, and my parents, uh, you know, uh, kind of struggle with it. I know my in laws definitely struggle with it. You know, they're migrants <laughs> who maybe don't don't understand how to get on the phone. No, and no. Speak there's with the other somebody. thing, Steve. There's the other thing too. They've had it yeah. free forever. Why should they yeah. pay for it? Yeah, that's so that's another that's thing. Well. It's 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 called yeah. a natural um, wall. It's it's called the pay wall for a very good reason. For some people, it's it's a pathway, and they they know how to work it. And others go, yeah. nah, no. Nah. And and once they close their mind to it, you you have an enormous job to try and fire them up and get them going. But let's come back to the game. That's right. Uh, when you mentioned the forty and 50,000 crowds, I can well remember a night. Unfortunately, the only thing wrong mm. with that night was that victory emerged victorious. But it was 50-plus mm. thousand, about 53,000, 4,000, yeah. uh, as it was then, Telstra Dome or... Marvel. Mar- no, it wasn't. Yeah, Mar- no, 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 no. It was either Eddie Head or yeah. Telstra Dome. Ferran Soriano, yeah. who's the uh, the boss of the, the city football group, had flown to Melbourne to be here yeah. to have a look at how Melbourne City was was heading and whether all the troops here understood the message. And he, st- he sat alongside me and he put his mobile phone away and he watched the game and he spent an awful lot of time looking at the crowd and soaking yeah. up the noise and the energy and the passion. And he was impressed. So well that you might think it was impressive – he, of course, who's one of the, yeah. the most uh, talented and well-connected people, he was sitting there going, yeah, okay, okay. And I can remember that night when he was questioned by some people about whether City really meant to be were meant to be here or whether yeah. they were going to spend enough money to make an impact. He said, not only are we going to be here for the long term, he said, not only do we want to be champions of Australia – but we also be, want to be champions of Asia. And that was the first time I ever heard it come out of the lips of someone at the very top. There was a mission and it was very yeah. clear and I understood from that day on that no matter what the naysayers and others were, were, were going to talk about, the day would come. And sure enough, over the last few years, we've seen the, the premiers emerge as a very, very consistently good side and some days now you're are, now you're rubbing it in, yeah. George. Now well, you're hang on, Steve, you knew what you could hang see. Him setting you, he was setting hang himself up for that. He's hang on a minute, tears. you can't be a premier and not play good football. <laughs> no, that, that's, uh, no, that's yeah, right. Oh, I'm sorry, my friend. <laughs> no. they've, they've assembled a group of youngsters and some oldies, and I think they've done it in a fashion that I talked about earlier with uh, Pakua, uh, who is n- not only uh, someone who loves the game, but she's a commentator doing work for. Uh, Paramount Plus, she's part of the Liberty Women's A-League and it's a very important next generation. And she's pumped, not only because of what she's doing, and she wants to learn more. She's got this voracious appetite uh, and what she knew last week is not good enough. She wants to add to it and make it better this week. And that's that's the sort of people you need in the game and it's it's also the people you want to work with. Now, you're a coach... If I had yep. a young goalkeeper and they had that attitude, would you be wearing a smile on your dial? 
Oh, 100%. Yeah. George, there's nothing better than seeing a kid who, who desperately wants it. You know, I, I worked with a young boy. He was actually at City for a bit. Yep. And, and at Victory. I won't mention his name, but yep. uh, I actually saw Did him. he have it? It's a, I reckon he did, and he still does. He's just he's had a, a couple injuries. You know, he this kid here, he would do anything. And he used to travel probably an hour and a half on a Saturday morning to my private academy. Yep. Um, and, and, and I never charged him a bean because this kid here, I just could see he, he wanted it. You, right you were guys. so and excited by the talent. 100%. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. I, I had a lot of people who influenced my career as a youngster. I grew up in regional Victoria. Jeff Olver, who's a mutual friend, oh, was, was yeah. one of the guys who, who you know, in his day, and there was none of this paying coaches and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> he, you know, I used to rock up to his house at six in the morning. We'd do a session. He'd go off the FFV and, and, and work. Yeah, you know, that, yeah. That, that, that's all. That's what it was, and it was, it was almost like you know, the boys going out and having hit a golf. You know, we'd go out and do a training session. Yeah. That was brilliant. And we don't and give them enough that. credit, and, do we? We don't give them credit. No, for, that's, for what they put back right. into the game. Yeah, that's right. And, and 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 I realized really quickly that it was my obligation to be able to help others. Now, obviously, I'm a coach. I I earn a living from what I do. Um, so, you know, there is a point where, where you, you've got to have that balance. Um, but, you know, there's nothing better than seeing a kid who's got talent, but then also has that desire, that, that desire that, that he'll do anything uh, to, to, like you were saying, to, to learn, to listen, to improve, and, and just, you know, and, and, and when they're good kids as well, it's, oh. it's even better. See, Steve, I was uh, George doesn't know this, but I used to be a goalkeeper when, oh! I, when I was uh, when I was playing. In well, well, I was, well, I was, well, you're going to have to jo- <laughs> you're going to have to join our goalkeepers union. Yeah, I was I was a goalkeeper. Officially. I was I was good. I, I actually had some skills, George. I can't lie about that. But <laughs> I, the goalkeeping position in women's football at the moment, we we we've got some youngsters coming, but we seem to have like. We seem to have seen a transition of those those kind of players heading to play AFL AFL like W or things like that. Yeah. Is there like in terms of retaining those kinds of players? Do you think we're we're doing enough maybe to develop goalkeeping like goalkeepers in the women's game? Yeah, look, it's a really good question and it's hard. I work with Bree Davies, who's exactly I don't know if you know Bree. I, I, I don't know what club she's at at the moment. I think she was at Carlton for a bit. May have been at St Kilda. Former. Bree was phenomenal when she was youngster as a goalkeeper. She had all the attributes that, uh, if I'm allowed to say this, that the boys had as well. You know, her so aggression, what, where, her willingness where, to. So where has she gone? Where did she uh, get distracted? Well, well, she went to AFLW, and she's a superstar in in that game. I, I believe she's still playing. I, I haven't spoken but, to. Her. I think but it was Steve, why, the other why day, can't yeah. we fast track them if they're that good? And if you say to me. And I trust your oh, no, eye. Was, I trust your yeah, eye. Why was, can't we fast George, track them at, into the Matildas or the the youth she, Matildas? No, she, she was in. Matildas. She, yeah, yeah. In a really short period of time, she was in there, and it's the same reason why most fifteen, sixteen, seventeen-year-old outfielders uh, in in the boys' game get uh, get pulled away to other sports is because um, you know we're not the number one sport. Yeah. We're, 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 it's not they get to play with their friends. Is that what they want to play with yeah, their friends? They, 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 yeah, they go to the AFL or to basketball or to to rugby or, or whatever. And you know, unless see when Bree was coming through, I think probably the, there wasn't as many girls going overseas 
to make a career of it. So there wasn't really a career. And she Got probably it. saw the 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 uh, WAFL as as a place to to maybe earn a bit more money, so she could be full time and all that sort of stuff. So you know, there, there's that that that'll come as well. That'll come with you know with uh, improvement in the women's. Uh, game uh, improvement in the in the, the way funding can be distributed across uh, the junior programs, uh, and, and an acknowledgement that the, that the W uh, or the women's game has it has a huge part to play in world football. Yeah, I think for me, I was say just quickly, George, is that the beautiful thing about football, especially now, is that. You, there are players who play for Chelsea, who play for Arsenal, who play for mm. the biggest clubs in the world, who are their global names. And you can be more than just a local hero in Australia. You could be a global superstar. And of course you think, can. Yeah, and I think that if we we don't we don't highlight that enough um, in terms of like getting more females to play football at a younger age because football provides something that the AFL just can't. It's a global provide. passport. Yeah, it just cannot um, provide. Steve, yeah. uh, how many women have you, are you coaching at the moment? Um, zero. But, but. But do you um, have an open door? I, do you have an open so, door? Yeah, I do. I do. But, but I, I actually, George, I'm not sure if you're aware. I don't actually run my private academy anymore. Ah, okay. So my only coaching role. So, so my biggest coaching role for the last two years was was coaching my son Samuel. Got it. Got and, it. and and so what I did, I decided to step away from the A League. Yep. Uh, to concentrate on on my family. Yep. And then I decided to actually step away from any coaching to be a dad for my uh, for, for my son Bless and help you. him through, through his journey, not just in sport yeah, but yeah, in yeah. life. And yeah, that, it's that's important. because, yeah, that's because my dad did that for me. You know, growing yeah. up in a place called Murdoford, he used to drive me four <laughs> and a half hours just to come to Brighton and have a training session with the Victorian State team, and then wow. drive back. You know, and 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 you know when I hear uh, of parents going, oh look, you know, it's great. Basketball is a typical example. You know, basketball is great, but geez, we've got to go to Geelong some weekends, and then we've got to go. And I'm thinking. Yeah, okay, 90 minutes down the road, big deal. You know, my father, you get stuck in traffic, you're in the car that long. The only the only game my father ever saw me play, because he worked, <laughs> he worked and worked, was yeah. the uh, curtain raiser before uh, Manchester United. Um, That's pretty When cool, it was yeah. the Australian schoolboys up against the possibles yeah. and probables at the Sydney Cricket Ground under lights. And um, I had, a, I had um, a terrific night, but that was the only time my father ever saw me play. And he wanted yeah. to. Oh, he, he turned to my mother and he said, "Oh, so this is what he's been doing." <laughs> that's a, yeah, George, that's that's a, a fantastic cool story. Oh, it, was, it was special. Yeah. Uh, what, what made it even more galling was that six months later, I did a shoulder, and and in those days they didn't recover, uh, yeah. you know, from injuries like that because they didn't have a technology. They didn't have what they well, do today yeah, and well, repair back in you. The 30s. Back in the back in the nineteen hundreds, actually, right? Steve. It's never nice. No, but George, you know, you know, it wasn't that long ago is, right? when we didn't have shoulder no, operations, my no, friend. No, I know, I know. I love the way you. I know, George. Victory people want to. I just thought I'd give a little dig there, mate. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, you're well, always that's welcome. A, that's a great. That's a great story because you know, obviously, your your father was a, a migrant, yep. and and that's all they did. You know, he, my he father had his own business. He had to work. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all they did. So so just for him to be able to come and and do that is yeah. uh, w- must have been special for you and a, and a great occasion as well. And George, I'm still waiting on some footage or photos of you in your goalkeeper gear so we can uh, I can you know, highlight you on our Mate, I don't know how to break group. I don't know how to break the news to you, but but, but I'm going to explain this to Pakur because she loves this. 
Um, do you remember when um, uh, iPhone uh, was released? Do you remember what year it was? Yeah. Like 07 and stuff? 2007. Do you remember when the oh, iPad sorry. was released? It was 2010. I, my career had finished long, long before that, and we didn't. Unless no, you had a, unless you had a camera, my friend, in which I did have yeah. in my television career. Uh, I had plenty of cameras, but they were all belonged to the yeah. major newspapers yeah. and others. You follow? So they took the yeah. photos. You didn't take the photos. So if you went with um, Pelé, if you went with um, uh, Boy George, or you went with uh, you know George Best, yeah. you know the Sydney Morning Herald or the Age took the photo. And, of course, then you had to yeah, hunt course. it and get it down. Yep. But today, in this modern world of ours, snap, snap, you know, we, can, we, we don't t- take just one photo because the narcissist in all of us goes, oh, <laughs> let me take 45 and I can delete later. You need options, George. You need options. <laughs> Can't just go with one. You need options. No, that's right. Okay. okay, so, yeah, I know, George, so just explain. But there, was wait, sorry, there was nothing better than waiting at that one-hour photo uh, Boo. waiting for your photos to get yeah, developed. Yeah, you and your girlfriend, right? I can remember those days, and people behind you going, let us in, let us in. Yeah, that's uh, it. So tell, that's me, it. Now, so take me back. You're currently, you've just, you've just signed a new deal. You're, you're, you're going to Yeah, coach. look, I, I, yep, so I, I'm actually, my official title, and, you know, I, I don't generally like these types of No, no, Pakul loves but this because she puts, is, she puts it, it, is, it on the she puts it on on the uh, on the postscript of the program. Go on, yeah, come on. Official Fantastic. title. So my official title is the technical director <sighs> yep. for for uh, Kingston City Football Club in the uh, MPL uh, one of the MPL divisions. I can't I can't even okay. tell you which a, one. I think they're second a, division. As a technical director. Let me ask yep. you a question because you're a goalkeeping coach and you've had a long career in the game. Is yep. the football today, the actions of the football, the, the way the football reacts today, appreciably yep. different to the days when the balls were almost without a dimple? Yeah, uh, yeah def- definitely they, they are. They've gone through different stages at different yes. World Cups, when, especially when Adidas has released, uh, I think, the the uh the the ball that was released for 2010 world cup was the a Jabalani. bit of a strange one the jabalani yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah it was, was right it, on the money yeah go on yeah well done Pakula. it was uh, that that you know and, and they'd also toyed with some stuff i remember the tango remember the tango 2008 no sorry uh, 1982 or 86 world cup it was bought out the black and white out of that one that that you for know Barcelona. The, it was a little bit true for Barca. yeah but but then but I think it may have been the tango for one of the World Cups. But but anyway, then uh, a lot of things have have changed, right? So so the technology of gloves. My first pair of gloves, you know, I may as well have just dismantled a table tennis bat and, and stuck that Excuse me. stuff on my, I, on I my hands. I don't, I don't know about you, but you know what we called goalkeepers with gloves in my day? Yeah. yeah. You're not allowed to say this on the radio. That's true, uh, but there was a marvelous, there was a marvelous man. His name was Ron Lord. Ron Lord is still alive, a fabulous yeah, goalkeeper legend. for New South Wales, for Australia, and for Prague. Yeah. He's ninety plus years of age. He's about ninety three, ninety four. Yeah, he's on my Facebook. He is the most fabulous uh, and committed, um, and not only a great family man. He has been a champion yeah. for ages and ages and ages. Yeah. And the only things that Ron had were some bandages on his knees uh, yeah. and the hands were bare. There was none of this putting gloves on. Please. No. It, What's, you know, what manner uh, of person are you? 
<laughs> no, I understand that. George, I made my uh, old A League NSL debut in 1989. Goodness, that was and that century. was against Sydney Olympic. And now, Gary Meyer name. was the goalkeeper. Oh, terrific Remember character. Remember Gary Meyer? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Seven foot what, tall. What a character he was. Seven foot and, tall. And he, yeah, seven foot tall. And, and he didn't wear gloves, even well, then. Well, I'm, tell, I'm telling you, they, they, they made us, I'll say it, very slowly. They made us very Soft. tough, Steve. Very tough. <laughs> yeah, I know. There was this, I know, we mate, used to, I know. We used to lick our fingers and go, I just want to feel the, the ball on my hands. <laughs> Is I can't yeah. imagine wearing a four foot, um, you know, uh, what do they call it? They make it, they make it sticky. They make it. Oh yeah, latex. Latex now is it? Latex. The last time I saw latex, mate, it was on a it was on a runway for fashion <laughs> models. Oh, actually, actually hang gold, on a minute. The, I the remember your I remember your wife and a fantastic yeah. fashion parade. And there was an awful lot yeah. of latex on that show. Well, there Melissa, was a lack Melissa of... just absolutely killed it that night. That, no, that's right in the city. Yeah, one of her uh, Rem- art exhibitions. Do you remember um, that that fantastic evening? Yeah, look, I'm not I'm not allowed to remember the models too much. I'm not allowed to talk about that. I don't know about you. Steve George trying to get you in trouble. No, Melissa, Melissa put me at the head of the the runway. I had to, yeah. as a judge, imagine, a and judge my, and my wife was looking at me going, yes. See, see Steve, you, I, you want to know, but today on the show we've talked about Britney Spears, Lady Gaga, uh, now we're talking about fashion. Sufin Madonna. Has, Madonna. We've, Sufin yeah. has really uh, changed. It's changed. Fantastic. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's great chat. I love, uh, George, I love sitting down with you guys and chatting and, uh, and uh, and all things football, um, and, and I could talk for hours, right? Well, well but, tell uh, tell us about this uh, this this cohort of goalkeepers that you're bringing together uh, for a regular, um, you know, get together. You, you've been very proactive yeah, behind yes. the scenes, not only at uh, uh, Kingston City, but also now with this idea of bringing some of these goalkeepers, men and women. From the the grand yeah. days, maybe we might be able to get Tony Maglis to join us, Gary Meyer. Uh, to join us, yeah, Greg sure. Wood, Greg Woodhouse, who was Greg with Woodhouse, me at Prague. What a name that was, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I, so, so look, uh, uh, Georgia, I rang you when I when I came up with this idea, and it was only spawned by the fact that I hadn't caught up with a lot of people, and 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 in thinking about all these people, old mates of mine, they're all goalkeepers, and I went, maybe <laughs> I should just put them all together, and we'll go out for 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 lunch sometime and talk about how good we used to be. Um, and and that kind of progressed to uh, you know speaking with you and then speaking with Jeff and a couple of uh, Peter Blasby and 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 it's kind of grown. We've got about forty, thirty or forty wow. ex goalkeepers, uh, both men and women. Count, um, count forty one now because uh, Pakua Frimpong is in this as well. Yeah, I'm a no problems. I'll send you a link, Pakua. You can join. Excellent. You can join. And and, and I'm and. and and at the moment, it's only been just a bit of uh, a bit of communication, a bit of banter. Um, we kind of <clears throat> through the app watched the World Cup and made some comments on you know how well the Aussies did and 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 all mm. that sort of stuff. Mm. And and it's kind of died down a bit. But but I, I am sort of uh, working away in the background. I, I would like this group of guys to you know maybe get together regularly. I think it's important uh, that us. Uh, 
ex-professionals especially <laughs> uh, uh, do do have a connection. Yeah, yeah. Do keep with a the game today. I, I agree. Be, I agree. Yeah, because be, because George, we we're we're all we are all at some point in our lives uh, uh, identified as professionals as soccer yeah, players yeah, yeah, or goalkeepers yeah, yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah. and and then once you once you leave that what i noticed as well once you leave that you something you lose your identity but you you start sort of thinking about you know i miss this and i miss that and oh yeah and oh, and, yeah. And, and and it also can lead to and i'm not saying it has for anyone that i know but it, but i have heard about it. it can also lead to you know some mental health issues sure and, sure and i think it's quite healthy to, it's quite healthy to to be able to connect, retain that banter without it being you know anything uh, sinister or anything like that, but just that football banter or that sports banter that that we're all we all sort of love um, Pecu- within the game. But, uh, but I also I... want to take it. To, yeah, go on. I also want to take it, George, to a, a, to, a, to another level and see if we can start doing some good with this. So I'm planning on getting us together with. Uh, and, and having a lunch and maybe just, um, uh, uh, you know, brainstorming what we could do. But m- my vision for this group is to say, okay, well, we've got a group of goal- old goalkeepers here, right, who, who, who once were, you know, were maybe uh, capable. admired. Capable. And, and capable. And, and and can we, you know, give something back to to someone in some way? I mean, the one idea I had was maybe we can look at at raising some money and then being able to help some youngsters kids who yeah youngsters who are talented yeah. maybe can't quite afford yeah, or the fees disadvantaged yeah that, yeah, yeah. That, yeah disadvantage great you know, idea great I idea know, Pakura, I Pakura and I have a legitimate question for you as a technical director the modern yeah. goalkeeper how much has the craft changed because we're starting to see some howlers and there was one the other day in the London derby where Hugo Lloris, who's a World Cup winner, yeah, yeah, who's a World Cup winner, sometimes when when he does silly things, my voice doesn't want to mention his name. But suddenly we're seeing seeing errors creep into their game. What is it? Because they are world-class keepers, and you'll see them, and, and and, and you see in the EPL, the margins are so small between success and failure. Yeah. The London derby the, only, the the other day was won by Arsenal, but yeah. had it not had that early start, which gave Arsenal that energy, that extra energy, that game could have been a very different one. Ramsdale did, not, did not put a foot wrong, was almost impassable, whereas yeah. Hugo made an error and let the side down at a critical juncture. Now, when I say let the side down... Every player has that capacity, but it's accentuated and amplified because this is the way of the world in this day. If you're a wicket keeper and you drop a catch, it's a, it's a calamity. Yeah. You follow? If you're in second slip 100%. and you drop it, oh, well, it was dropped. Yeah? But if the keeper does yeah. it, oh, he can't be a wicket keeper. Now, I say to people time and time again, everyone makes a mistake many times in a game. The only problem is, depending on your position, if a centre forward misses a tackle... It ain't a problem. Centre half misses a problem. It could be a, a problem. Yeah. But the goalkeeper misses it. It's a goal. That's the difference. Yeah. So depending on your perspective no, and your position, um, it's a calamity. So where are? Why are we seeing? Because other yeah. subtleties oh. of the ball movement 
uh, now creating even more pressures for the goalkeeper? Oh, look, I don't think these pressures are unique to, to no, no, this I didn't say um, unique. style of football. I'm just, I'm just yeah, talking yeah, no, about no. this what? era, this yeah. where the ball is Sorry, super yeah. light, uh, super light, and we're seeing we're seeing people now taking shots, securing the knowledge that it, they don't have to get it in the goal; they just have to hit someone, and the deflection is going to go anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. You, you follow? Yeah, of course. So uh, the game has now yeah, become like pinball, uh, and that wasn't the case. I think. Pelé no, did not. Pelé did not play ping pong. No, no, no. Pelé no, did not play ping pong. I know, but he, he was a freak. I, I think that the, the pressures of of the of making that one mistake have have, have always been in yes. the art of goalkeeping, right? Yes. yes. And, and when when I coached at Victory and and I had to uh, you know uh, evaluate goalkeepers, yep. one of the evaluations was was the consistency and 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 how often they would be making mistakes and and how often that would be costing us any sort of points. Yep. And um, I, again, I won't mention his name, but there was we had a youngster who was absolutely brilliant from the age of twelve. I sort of tracked him. He was yep. he was going to be the the, the greatest. The next big thing. Unknown, yeah, but the unknown with goalkeepers is how are they going to handle that pressure? Yeah. And and how are they going to be how they're going to be consistent? And someone like Mark Schwarzer is probably one of the most renowned EPL goalkeepers of all time because he had a level of consistency. Okay, he probably wasn't as flashy as most. No, but he loved pressure. He's a big boy. He's a big unit. But but, but he never yeah, he never gave you a 3 or a 4 out of 10. It was no. always a 7 to yeah. 8 out of 10. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you, a, a, you and I you one, and I Michael assess you, like that. Oh yeah, you and I assess goalkeepers a little bit differently. I see them I see a lot of the modern keepers and De Gea is one of them. He's a shot stopper. Yeah. He's not a goalkeeper in my parlance and he's a fine uh, uh, you know, goal goal um, uh, shot stopper. shot blocker but technically he's he's a waste of time in a corner. He's never going to come out and claim the ball uh, and if and when he does it's very rare. You follow? He normally is glued yeah. to his line and it'll stick a foot out, it'll do that and the other. Prodigious in that regard. But as a as a yeah. goalkeeper in, in pure technical terms, I don't rate him that high. You follow? And yet yeah. he's been outstanding Look, for them. Yeah. In in the English game, uh, uh, the the sort of the keepers from the continent do struggle with that. You know, you were talking about Lloris before. He has a reputation of of not being very good on you know anything aerial, and it's it's a difficult. You know, uh, when you see goalkeepers coming and claiming crosses, you know they're on top of their game. Exactly. You know more but, so but than for me, more it's... so than when they're making. But it yeah, should be but, part you know, of your it, game. It shouldn't be. 100%. I, I, I'm only. I'm only going to do. Oh, he's he's, he's very confident today. I don't want to see. Yeah. It's what you touched on a moment ago. I want to see it every every game. You come out. Yeah. You come out. Yes, you're going to make the occasional mistake, but you come out because you see the opportunity to use your hands in a way that sets you in the in the pro, the prominent position of stopping a, a, an attack. And launching an attack—that's the beauty and of a real that, good goalkeeper. Yeah. It's two—it's two-way yeah. traffic. You stop yeah. and you start, and that's what I remember. My 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 Josef Wenglosh, who was one of my coaches in my youth, yeah. he loved the fact 
that not only did I stop the ball, but I could launch it quickly, either by arm yeah. or, or or by foot. Oh, in the days, yeah. in the days when you could punch the ball with a drop kick, which they don't, they don't do today. Yeah. No, no, no point wasting right. it. No point wasting it. Just yeah. hoof it. Or oh, sorry, in I can those play days, with it. I can roll play with the ball it with my feet. Pick it back up, George. Remember that when you roll it down and pick it back up. Sorry, I didn't play that in far those back. Days. No, no, that was like that was eighteen nineties. <laughs> Thanks very much for that. Uh, uh, Steve Matone, no, giving yeah, me right. hell. Oh. These early days oh, no. between the, the Melbourne Heart and Victory, they still linger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what's next for you? Yeah. Who do you uh, how far is the season away from starting? Yeah, look, I've come into it a little bit late. The the We're three weeks away from the start of the season. And my role at the club, George, just to clarify, is not just looking after the goalkeepers. I'm actually uh, looking at... Uh, at the whole program from the under 18 Holistic. MCL teams yep. all the way Great down stuff. to the, the little kids. Um, and uh, so there's a, there's a lot of work to be done. You know, the club uh, is fantastic. I just feel from my initial assessments, they just lacked any sort of framework. Yep. And, and when you have a bit of framework, right, you can, you, you, you can then uh, assess and evaluate and work out where to improve. So that's probably where I see my biggest task is, uh, He's just adding a little bit of framework to the coaches, their, the way they do their sessions, what the club wants to be, uh, and, uh, and and I suppose, um, you know, how they want to be viewed. So, for example, you know, when you go to play City, you know the type of environment you're going to get into, sure. the type of play they are, you know. Correct. That, that it, Correct. That they, you know, some people call it the club's DNA. I, I just think it's, it's just... Uh, an attitude that the club needs to have and, and maintain and move forward. And that's probably where I see my role. Um, and uh, and really looking forward to, to the challenge. It's, it is a big challenge because you've not only got the players' expectations to deal with and, and the coaches and the clubs, but you've also got the parents' expectations. And, um, you know, unfortunately... Keep, keep the parents uh, away uh, from the coaches, all right? Just no, do that. That's the, that's a big role. Uh, before we go, <laughs> yeah. before I let you go, yep. uh, Pakur and I um, uh, always love to identify the the better players in the competition. Who's the best keeper in the A League? I think the boy from uh, uh, from Adelaide. I'd have to say, um, oh, geez, his name's just slipped. I watched the game the other night. Um, go on, uh, Gauchi. Yeah, young Gauchi, ex, ex young, young Melbourne Gauchi. City. Ex Melbourne City. Think, uh, you've always got you always got a yes. way to turn it back to the city. Yeah, yeah. You, but no, I'm going to I'm going to make you feel I'm going to make you feel very str- very strong because I reckon there's a young goalkeeper who plays for the um, uh, Western Sydney Wanderers is pretty good. Uh, who's that? Come on, you should yeah. know. Very oh good God. young keeper. Steve, I'm also out as well, so you keep searching while I keep searching. <laughs> figure it out. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I can't even Google it. I'm on the phone. Wasn't there a <laughs> young goalkeeper at Victory that made a huge impression? Young Lawrence? Oh, uh, Lawrence, yeah. Is he, is he at Western Sydney? No, Western United, Western, uh, Western Sydney, sorry. Western Sydney I, I Wanderers. West, yeah. So you, I was you were thinking of United. United. So was, no, 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 no. Yeah. That's the yeah, former you know, Brisbane Raw keeper. No, that's right. Um, Lawrence Thomas is an interesting case because we, he went over to England when he was really young. Right? I don't know if I've got time to tell this story, but I'll, I'll tell it anyway. Go on. Stop me. Um, he went over to England when he was really young and he was at Coventry. He was sitting on the bench as a, as a youngster, 16, 17, 18-year-old. And he, and, he, and he came back and I'd heard about him and got him down to trial. And in fact, he was meant to be trialing at 
Melbourne City, right? And I said to him, <laughs> no problem. You. you can go to you can. I go, you can go to City after us. Just come to us. We'll pay your flight, and then and then no problem. City will be happy because they've saved an airfare for you. So you know, naively he come to us first, and then we ended up signing him. So he never. Then when City was ringing to say you're going to come, he goes, no, I've already got a deal here. But um, he it's was one of those right where now. where where we didn't know whether he was going to progress because of this whole mental thing. Like in the youth teams, he was, I think Ante Kovic was there and he was, he was making similar mistakes all the time in the youth. And I'm thinking, you know, the, the kid's not learning from, it's not learning from. No, no. But it's then a, once it's, he got it's his not, opportunity. It wasn't a case of learning. Do you know what it is in that, in that age group? It's the focus. Un- yeah. Until you put them so, under yeah. enormous pressure. And this is where Lawrence just, you know, grew up. The minute he realised the enormity of the challenge at victory, he grew a leg. He, I never saw yeah. him put a bad game together, and that's uh, and, no, no, and he, for a real and, and hard for a real hard critic. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's a big call. He's yeah. he was marvellous for you guys, uh, yeah. for victory at the time uh, for an awful long time, and uh, he's still a fine goal, goalkeeper and has enormous potential. Yeah. And it's a pity that he hasn't had a chance to showcase his wares at a higher level. Yeah, I think that'll come. He's still he's still young, I think. Well, goalkeepers can play till forty five, yeah, even fifty. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe in the the secret goalkeepers club, they've got like a magic potion that lets them just play for for a really long time. Is oh, that, you've is spoken to Gordon Banks, have you? Well done, <laughs> yeah. um, Steve Matone has been our special guest on State of Our Football Nation on Football Nation Radio. Thank you for joining us. We will do this again, my, my friend. Pleasure. And in the meantime, 100%. get those other goalkeepers to join us on FNR as well. Hundred percent. I'll uh, I'll put it out there, George, and no doubt uh, someone like Peter Blasby is an interesting case. I just think you could have the bleep the bleep out button. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you know, no. With, with Blasby, with Blasby, case. I don't have any problems because he's he's a Tottenham boy. Okay. Yeah. yeah no. No. <laughs> it, it. It's all good. I, I appreciate the invite, uh, George. I appreciate your help on our on our little project with the goalkeepers. No unit. worries at all. And uh, good luck with Kingston good City. Work, Thank you very much. All the best. I appreciate there that. The All new, the best, guys. Have a great day. The, the new tech director at Kingston City, see, in the NPL, three weeks away from the competition starting, and he's given us an, an, some insight into some of the challenges that players face and uh, even their coaches face when they're trying to get them ready to play at that lovely level. Uh, how long did you play for in goal? Two seasons, George. Two ah, good seasons. Two I, good I, I, seasons. I actually I did. What was your strength? Did you read the play well? I think I read the play really well. And I, uh, that's, the, that's the gift. And I, I, I came out when the ball was like you were coming at me, I was going straight at you. you know, at was, 100 miles good. an hour. Yeah. I was good. I, I was bet good you were good. quick off the line too. I was very huh? quick. But uh, I'm five foot two, so it didn't really work out for me. But... That's not true. That is not true. Ron Corrie, one of the great goalkeepers in New South Wales and played for Australia, was by the normal means a short goalkeeper. Yeah. But he made up for it. He made up for it with his positioning, uh, with his timing, and he had a fantastic vertical leap. I will and, say. And he, would, and he would come at you at 100 miles an hour. I will say my goalkeeping career also ended when I realised I really wanted to score goals as well. <laughs> so it was, it, was, it was over for me there. But, uh, but I did, The but things I did. you learn on State of Our Football Nation. But being goalkeeper is a lot of fun. I, it's, it's very underrated. Like it, it can, you know, if your team's killing it, you can get boring standing at the back. But... It's a good, it's a good time. I yeah, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. I've, I've had times when 
the ball just would not stop coming my way. <laughs> yeah, and, you're done. and there are other times when, yeah, sure, we were it, in dominant position and it occasionally. Might have, it might have also been the fact that for the two seasons we – it was two very bad, poor losing seasons, and I was I was done with the ball being kicked my direction. But uh, Pakua Frimpong has been my co-host on State of Our Football Nation. We trust you've enjoyed the hour that we've uh, put together. Uh, back with more next week, and we have more guests and an opportunity to shoot the breeze, talk about all manner of subjects, uh, talk about the latest books that Harry might have uh, released. Yeah. Called new songs, Spare, Madonna, uh, a new song. Uh, actually, Madonna's coming up with a world tour. Oh, so you've oh. heard it first here right here on State of Our Football Nation. Thank you, Pakua. It's been fun, George. See you next week. Bye. You're listening to the State of Our Football Nation on FNR.